Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 320 Club podcast. Why is it called the 320 Club? Well, 420 was already taken, and happy hour is happening somewhere else. We're your hosts. I'm Whiskey. And I'm Rox. How are we doing? We're doing pretty good. So, I figured I'd take the opportunity and talk about something that you seem to be very passionate about a subject that's come up, and I don't think many people uh, know about this uh, as well as they could or maybe should. Who knows? It's not really for us to decide. But it certainly has uh, been brought to the forefront of my attention because you uh, you scared the shit out of me the other day when you were talking about uh, what what is within the realm of the possible. So what I'm talking about is... Uh, is information security, or cyber awareness, I guess is a better term for it. That's something that we use, um, or something that we talk. Now, I think I mentioned on the Facebook page a while ago that it was it was like Cyber Awareness Week or whatever. I was wrong. That I think that's not till like July or even maybe October, but who knows. So, um, but yeah, I still I th- still think it's an important topic, and I think it's something that you're very passionate about, and and I think you can enlighten some of our some of our listeners on on what that is. Well, <clears throat> you know, it's such a information security and just personal security in general is such a very broad topic. Um, but we could always start small. Um, you you don't get anything for nothing. Nothing's free, and I. And, you know, when, when I grew up poor, I was always trying to figure out what the trade-offs were because a lot of times it didn't qualify for things. So I never got anything for free because I never met the minimum requirement. But, I mean, it's a skill that kind of carries over. Um, and, uh, you know, I eventually got an electrical engineering degree. I used to be a computer programmer. and So I kind of look at things a little bit differently. What's the trade-off? Um when you say nothing is free, like what do you mean? Like you're you're always giving something up whenever you do something else. Exactly. So I mean, we talk about apps on your phone. You know, you know the calculator wants to use your microphone uh, and wants to auto update. I mean, <laughs> let's be real here. <laughs> if you're putting out a calculator app, this really built into the calculator. Jeez. What do you need updates for, and what do you need access to my microphone? I mean, nothing's free. I mean, Google's Google giving you all these different things, and you know they're allegedly improving the quality of our life, and you know telling me that I'm fat at the same time. <laughs> but well, why why do we need? I mean, I mean, it sounds kind of silly of me to ask, but why do we need something like that? Why do we need? Cyber awareness. Why do we need uh, information security? Well, they're selling stuff. They, you know, it, you're giving stuff for free. So before, in the old days, we used to have secret shoppers. And, you know, you would get paid money to fill out surveys. Um, you, people are giving this stuff away for free now. They're just giving it away. I mean, Google, like, like what? What uh, do you mean they're giving it away for free? Well, we look at behavior. So... Before, in order to understand the demographics of 
who you were and what you're doing and who was buying the product. So when they could tailor the marketing to you or to the individual or tailor the marketing to the mass demographic. So when you do an information campaign or an advertisement, you're going to want, <clears throat> you can't, you know, the, the 16 year old girl is not going to be attracted to the same things that uh, this mid middle aged man that I am. Uh, we're not going <laughs> to respond to the same things. Um, <clears throat> so, it's handy to know that, hey, uh, I'm going to tailor the marketing so it suits, it targets this people because, A, they have money. Because the 16-year-olds, they steal from, they have some money, but they don't have a lot of money. So there, there's maximum of money they can extort from that, that age. But me, you know, if I really want something, I'm just going to go get it. It doesn't matter how expensive it is. Um, right. So it's handy to know these things. So before, you would get that information from a questionnaire or survey. They would survey, a, you know, 500 people, 1,000 people, 10,000 people by telephone. You know, Ipsos Reed, what used to be called Angus Reed. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they'd call people over and over again just to get this answer. But now, uh, Google sells it to them. And you can get it from your credit card. So, they, they because you fill out your profile, I am, you know, I'm mid-40s. I am male. Uh you know, um, these I, are my I, interests, and I live this at this. I, I live at this address. This address is yeah. home. I commute to work for seventeen minutes. I listen to Amazon something rather because it was playing on my phone. Uh, it's yeah. connected to my scale, and I'm slightly overweight, so I'm more likely to buy overweight products. I'm more likely to have a gym membership. <laughs> I'm less likely to wear spandex. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So, I get it. I get it. So, so you have so, so all the stuff is value. It's not Google that you necessarily need to be aware of, but it's whoever they're selling that information to. That, like you, do you, how how well do you think you can trust them, and or well, and how well do you think you can trust Google to trust them? You're, you're, you're emphasizing on just Google. So the data is stored on Facebook your phone. Facebook just got in trouble with this, and with what Congress or something like that, the Senate, a couple months yeah, back. Trouble everybody. So, but the, but the point I'm trying to get is that available, the data is available on your phone. So any other app around it can get access to the information. And you say, well, that's kind of cool. Well, let's just, we go one step further. So all those information is available to you on your phone. Uh, your banking habits, how often do you check your balances? You, you, know, you know, and you say, well, that's my phone. You know, it's safe and secure. But mm. it just knows me really well, and so does Google. Let's go one yeah. one level one level abstraction later. Let's talk about cell phones and how they are like the most dirty device possible. I'm not and I'm not saying by germs because in germ standards it is as well. But in the cyber world, we're talking about cell phone towers um, and how if the cell phone tower is compromised, you can basically take anything off the phone. You you can control the tra- traffic even if you're encrypted on a website okay there's ways around that technology okay let's take a step back here when you say like compromise like compromising a a cell phone tower how would somebody do that well if you're going to a third world country it's a little bit easier uh in canada it's a little bit harder it's the same thing as we lived through the 80s and 90s and i mean how many people changed the default password so we have We have computer systems that are out there because small-time uh, cell phone towers are fairly small. 
They're not that mm-hmm. big. Um, they're low powered, and they can be set up by just about anybody. Um, I mean, you and I could buy one tomorrow. That's not a huge deal. We could put up a small tower. Hmm. We wouldn't be able to go on the Bell network, but we would be on a small tower. So when the towers compromise, I can affect changes on the cell phone. All the devices on that network are cell phone, and they're tainted. So because mm-hmm. I have the ability to install software, you go to, let's say, somewhere in the South America, Caribbean, where less the rules are... Uh, the IT infrastructure is less robust and less secure. You come back to Canada, well, your phone is still compromised. You're still leaking and bleeding oh, information. Oh, no, that's not good. And, the, and, and the, the same side is that the, 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 the uh, state actors involved, like Russia, China, North Korea, North Korea funds most of its government operations through extortion. Um, so, and I think they call themselves the Lazarus Group. But if you, if you go into these things and you say, um, I'm, I'm safe, nobody wants anything from me. They, they don't want the current you. For most people, they don't want the current you. They want the you you're going to become. Okay? And they pick and choose when they're going to affect you. They're going to affect you when things are going good. Not when they're going to go on, going, ba- going bad. They're going to they're carry that pattern of life forward. Uh, where you know you just every your passwords are the same, but we just add a one behind it or a two, and we'll just in, keep incre- incrementing. And once I figure out two passwords, the third one's much easier. So, so information to security is this: is that yeah, it's like when we have sex, we wear a condom. Um, <laughs> we kind of we, we, we kind of need a layer and a and a wake up check here. Because we think everything's free right now, and for mm-hmm. love of God, if if you get it for free, you gave up something to get it. So, like, like for example, if you were to connect to a Wi-Fi, like free Wi-Fi hub in Tim Hortons or something like that. Oh, you're talking, yeah. That that's one of the worst things you could do. Free Wi-Fi. It was it, it'd be so ubiquitous now. I'm just gonna log on to the Wi-Fi network. Well, guess what? Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna create our own. Um, you and I we're gonna do our own little market research. What we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna put a small battery out there, a little power pack. You get one of those little Aqua Aqua packs uh, or Nautilus. I think they call them Nautilus. That can entire you can plug a router into them. They'll last for a day or two. We'll plug a like hole. a like a car battery or something. Yep. And we're gonna oh, wow. yeah. And your phone automatically locks on the strongest signal. When you're surfing for free Wi-Fi. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put that in the room that you're going to be in. And I'll, I'll blare out the, or what's the word? I'll overpower the existing router. But I'll also put a connection to it. So I can get that thing on the internet, no problem. I'll just sh- connect, share the connection. And I will get you to lock onto my Wi-Fi router. But my Wi-Fi router is nice and free, but I'm just going to record everything. And then there's going to be at a point where I can actually extort data from that. And so if, if, unless you're encrypting your traffic a lot better than it is, you're, you're just giving away free information. That could be your banking stuff. And you're just putting yourself at risk for no reason at all. Hmm. Um, so my best advice is like, avoid free Wi-Fi. <laughs> Hotels are probably one of the worst because you know 
you know people that travel for business is is most people travel for business. So if you're in Ottawa or a national capital, or you're right across from a state building or a government building, you have access to government secrets. You have access to all kinds of shit just by being there, connecting connecting to some dumb dumb who decided to use free Wi-Fi because oh, I'm gonna be thrifty. And we're all <laughs> uh, we're all looking for different edges in order to be, but. So, uh, cyber espionage, corporate espionage—that's all real stuff that's not made up. Hmm. And there's so many different ways you can get it. So, and then we we just got to start looking at where we can benefit here. So ransomware is a, is is a real thing. It's it's huge. Um, and if you're into bitcoins, God help you. You know, um, I think one. Yeah, th- that's one th- a, that's a that's a tricky one. Like I don't know much about. Bitcoin. So, like, if I don't know, but I'm not gonna start getting involved with that kind of stuff. The way I see it is, it it, it looks like just like another form of gambling, as far as I'm concerned. Well, it's worse. But than I could that. be wrong on that. It's, it's worse than that. Um, so uh, the North Koreans have gotten really good at stealing Bitcoin, um, and they're funding their government using it. So you're essentially indirectly funding funding a kind of terrorism with your apathy. Um, Holy shit. So, I mean, there's lots of ways to extort money online. So if you're going to the free sites uh, and you're downloading the, the latest and greatest version of movies, well, that shit ain't free. Mm-hmm. There, there's a wrecking that's, that's going to happen. You're going to get a virus. It's going to take stuff from you. Um, and you say, well, okay, you know, whiskey, you're full of crap. I've never gotten a virus before. Yeah, that you know of. Mm-hmm. So... Sure, some of these things are they appear to be legitimate apps, but apps are getting kicked off uh, Google Play left, right, and center. They don't vet them as hard as you think they do. I mean, you and yeah. I could go, just download the the app and then create our own. And once that um, once the app's installed, it, there's nothing wrong. No, there's nothing stopping it from changing itself in the future through yeah. updates. I mean, your calculator wants to use your microphone. Why? <laughs> why does it need to do Why that? does it need to use my microphone? And why yeah. does the calculator need internet access? Well, to sell me ads? Does it really need that? Is it only just for ads? Because here's the thing about ethics. Once you're willing to breach ethics on one side, then there's nothing stop it from changing on the other. So if you are not willing to pay for something, yeah, you get something for free, there's nothing around on the for them. There's no real benefit for the vendor or quote unquote vendor from changing the rules on you, mm-hmm. so they can feel that they find a way to make a make a buck. Because if you don't care about their bottom line, they won't care about yours. <laughs> and there's, you know, ethics goes out the window when you have hungry children at home, or you're, you're desperate to make a profit, or you're. You know, a fourteen-year-old or fifteen-year-old hacker in dirty underpants in a in a in a, in a cyber fucking sweatshop. Those mm-hmm. are, those do exist. Hmm. And you know, the the, the the we say, well, <clears throat> the government of Canada has to do better. I would say, you know what? Yes, the government of Canada has to do better to try and protect Canadians from criminals. I have another word for you. Get freaking smarter. Okay, so. If they weren't successful, guess what? They would stop doing it. But people, right. are, 
before or they get more sophisticated. But the thing is, they're getting more money. They're winning. Hmm. Who's getting more money? Like these, uh, like attackers? Yes. They're, oh wow. They, they they can't have, like they're now sending out self-addressed stamped envelopes to people to get put money in to things. Um, oh and, really? And, like how, how how would that work? Like just I send... know there are people who have these skill sets, and they're employing them for good use. They basically become. I think I saw YouTube videos like hackers for hire kind of deal. Um, uh, one I think they said he's a he's a penetration expert. <laughs> That's a real but, thing. But the idea is that they hire their they they offer their services at a cost, right, to organizations and businesses to um, to test their system, to test their their cyber systems, to see if there are any. Ways to get into get into and access their, you know, their their information and that kind of stuff. So the, so they charge a pretty penny for that. Well, because to be good, you're good, right? And yeah, it all depends yeah. how you want to do it. But let's be frank: you can get anything on the internet now. Um, Highway four hundred one, the lo- the one of the largest, probably the sh- largest shipping lane in Canada, if not the mm-hmm. North America. I mean, one of the biggest worries is, sh- is human trafficking down that highway. They just yeah, you were telling me about that before. That's uh, just that was eye opening. Yeah, just off the four hundred one, they just rescued sixty three migrants today. Wow, they were from Mexico, and they're just basically were human being trafficked so they could go be labor. So, this and you is, and and people think like, nope, not in my backyard. Uh, absolutely, you better open your fucking eyes. Yeah, it's it's here. It's crazy. And you, like, you support these things when you don't do any kind of security protocol. Mm-hmm. Um, and or just due diligence. Like if you're honestly, if you're buying your stuff, if you're getting everything for free, you have a freaking problem. You are like being used like a prostitute and <laughs> you don't even know it. Well, it sounds like people um I don't know. I, I always equate it to um, maybe we can call it like the Napster problem, but it's probably much larger than that because like it seems like ever since Napster made the concept of music being, you know, online music being free or whatever, music being delivered for free or whatever, people have almost gotten entitled to that idea. You know, it's like they've gotten entitled to like, well, if music is to be free on, you know, free for mass consumption, why can't anything else on the internet be free? I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Well, again, if if you're not paying for it, it's not free. If it's a subscription service, you're paying someone to do it. Um, yeah. So, but that's the thing. People people think like, well, I physically hand over cash for something. That is the that is the equation that happens when you're talking about nothing is free. It's like no, you're paying for it with something else. You're paying it with personal freedom. You're paying for it with your financial freedom. You're paying for it with um, information that can either like be used just maybe innocuously or maybe you know without very much harm. Although you can't guarantee that. So, but then there's also you know. If there's a tool out there, it's going to have a benefit, and there's always going to be somebody out there who's going to want to use it for nefarious purposes. Is the culture free? I don't know. Is it all Napster? Is it LimeWire? Is it BitTorrent? 
Is it all these free systems? Is it TVIO or uh, all those other ones that you can you can now stream vi- uh, movies and pirate them for free? Well, or VPNs and all that kind of stuff. Even well, though those are actually no VPN value. No VPNs is something different. Um, okay. What, okay. So you want to explain that actually real quick? VPNs. Well, for, VPNs are virtual private networking. It's just a way of protecting data so we'll go back to my cell phone example if you install a vpn app on your phone it's going to encrypt traffic from your phone out to the wherever the server is that you want to target and then from there i heard it does something like masks your ip address or something like that you cut me off there so what it does so it does is it it encrypts your 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 traffic until it, it reaches the server and the server decrypts it and then it gets routed so it masks your location And your original IP. And right. this has benefited, say, if you're doing, uh, you're on a network where you want to encry- encrypt where the, tra- where the traffic is. It won't work if your, your phone's compromised. Let's, put, let's keep that point. But, so if you go to Cuba, <laughs> get your phone all dirty, <laughs> and then come back and think that a VPN is going to protect you. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, so if your phone's compromised, little point. There's there's lots of different ways to, to, to get one. Um, if your VPN is free, <laughs> nothing is free. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so like altruism yeah. only goes so far, guys. And you know what? It once you when your kids are hungry, um, altruism kind of goes out the window. And you're and the guy who invented it, his his wife is looking at him going. You promised me all these good things. So, um, yeah, we've we got to stop relying on people to be altruistic and saying, I go up the free app, I put it on the app store. Um, I don't know if it's like assuming people are good. I think it is more the people just don't know. Like, people don't know that the tool, like, like if you were to give them a, um a shovel people can look at a shovel and people can know that that can be used for good or can be used for harm but they don't look at something like a mouse and keyboard with the same lens well the software is a tool right software is a tool so try and work without a word processor you're going to have a hell of a time getting your essays done Mm. um so if i gave you a free shovel you'd be like Looking at me funny. What the? What do I want a free shovel for? Thank you. I work. <laughs> I do gardening. What, what? What do I have to do? Oh, fill out this credit card app. Well, for God's sake, you fill out no. a credit card application. Well, for every application successfully goes through, they get like ten dollars or something like that. Like, yeah. Come on, if you're that gullible, and you know what, it hurts your credit rating. Scanning your. Credit actually lowers your credit rating. What do you mean scanning your credit? Every time you apply for credit, it lowers your credit rating. Right. Oh, okay. For, for a period. So let's say you went to three different spots and applied for credit at three different locations. It lowers your credit rating. It's not good. So it does every time the bank asks me to increase my credit uh, my credit limit and I tell them no, does that increase my credit rating? <laughs> no, no, that's that's different. 
<laughs> they're so, just looking for more business because they want they want the monies off my off the interest off my any debt that I have. Yeah, it's indentured servitude. But in this case, yes. it's trying to keep it on the cyber world. Um, so every credit card application they get, they get a kickback. Um, so that's why they're so pushy. That's how they're making mm-hmm. their money. They get no apps. They get no love. They get they get no money. Um, but turning this around. Um, yeah, so once once I have your information, I can do lots of stuff with it. You know, it's it's very right. interesting. How many people? So if someone calls you, say I'm from I'm from Scotia Bank or Royal Bank or TD, and they're like, I just have a few questions for you, and then they go into their spiel about validating your identity. Do you give them information right away? I said, Good Lord, no! Shouldn't said, you have it? <laughs> that's what I say. So like. You called me, you got my phone number from somewhere. How about you tell me all the information you have in a file and I'll fill in the blanks. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to confirm your date of birth. Uh, you have it. You called me. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, right. yeah, that's me. real that's that's a big one. I mean, let's let's just just think about it. If you're not sure, just go to the bank and fill it out. And even then some days is not a guarantee. Yeah. Um like there's so much at stake and this is your financial future. We're not talking about fifty bucks here. They're stealing. They're talking about five thousand, fifty thousand mortgages, yeah. mortgages. This is this is not small stuff. And then they yeah. default, and because it's gonna, it takes it's, the onus is on you to prove it wasn't you. How freaking and because it's not a criminal matter right up front, it's you having to go through the civil system, either hiring a lawyer to make it happen. Yeah, and most people are it's beyond the means. So they actually have um, cyber cyber uh, insurance now. Yeah, uh, the personal sells it um, to, to help protect people from this. Uh, like, it's something else. It's it's yeah. It's I know. Well, I mean, just take some like corporate examples. Like, look at uh, I think it was PlayStation. So Sony. Um, runs uh, PlayStation, the gaming console or whatever, and uh, it was a few years back. But they there was an attack on this. They they offered free, um, free accounts to all all people who were signed up with the PlayStation Network or whatever. And that was their way of uh, being competitive with Microsoft, um, because Microsoft you had to have a paid subscription in order to be part of to have an account an account with them or whatever. But uh, they ended up getting um hacked and i think a lot of credit card information ended up getting released and so as a result one of the things they did was they tightened up their their cyber policies or their information security policies then they ended up starting they started charging people for uh, accounts which i mean that's that i think everybody was pretty like they were in agreement it's like yeah i mean i think that was one of those situations where people's like i guess if you know, we don't want that to happen again. We have to be willing to pay for this stuff, and at least they were. They at least they had competition, so they couldn't just like arbitrarily pick a price or whatever for for those accounts. But you get where I'm going with that. Oh yeah, how often do you change your credit card number? Yeah, <laughs> Not, I can't see many people doing that too often. I think we're at an age right now where we can't assume that we're not going to be attacked. I, I think you got to minimize your exposure. But, but, but change your credit card. Just yeah. lose your credit, quote unquote, lose your credit card every six months, and just have a backup. But it's one even little things. 
totally. like we we posted about like on facebook when people just like give away information by doing these like they participate in these little uh these little they, they're like games basically basically but one of the examples was the uh what was it the uh the dial pad and on the dial pad it says you know there's a there's, you know like a normal standard like telephone dial pad but under each number it shows it's like sex drugs sleep recreation like all kinds of different stuff and it says um the last four digits of your phone number are what you need in 2019 it's like you when you when you say you know oh i it looks like i need sex drugs and recreation and such and such over in 2019 that you're just giving your fucking information you just gave away last four digits of your phone number that's a piece of you a physical piece of you that you just gave away it's like no different than when you remember when we were kids we got those chain mail uh that, that chain mail that used to like um it's like where where were you born what's your favorite color who's your crush pass this along to 20 of your friends or something terrible will happen to you ha 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 and you're just like you're giving away pieces of information to yourself it's all data mining uh, yeah. and it's going to be used against you yeah and you're passing around viruses along the way yeah they, they will- like, what do we gain from like why can't we just be more responsible and accept that life ain't free mm-hmm. okay i mean i wonder i i am totally really want to see what but be, bejeweled those guys who play bejeweled all the time on facebook what kind of data they're using um bejeweled yeah. i've never heard of this i think i've heard of it but i'm not familiar it's with one it. of those little games like tetris or something Anyway, oh, like Candy Crush and all yeah. that kind of shit. I mean, besides your loneliness points, I mean, <laughs> like, it is it, it it baffles my mind. You you need to get something from it, and you realize like a lot of the news nowadays is so it's one of my other favorite topics. It's such low quality, but you know, I I I pay for the Economist. Why? Because when you read it, it sounds like it wasn't written by a twelve year old. So, oh, okay. You mean like journalist websites and stuff that charge for a subscription? Yeah. So, oh, okay. You you get all the in. There's an analysis in that, not just who went where, but there's there's an analysis that goes on. And well, Christ, the fact that you have to pay somebody now for them to just answer the basic five W's, <laughs> like you don't get that with free articles. Like, no. we're starting to see it more and more. We could do an entire episode on journalism. Because the re- if you think about it... The online re- journalism, let's put it that way. The reason why... Well, I don't think there really is a difference anymore, but... No, you're right, you're right. But the the, the, the main thing being is... is um, Where was he going? So when you pay for it, they, they actually um, earn a living. There's a whole other... There's a whole bank of background knowledge of people who study those topics all the time. Right. But when it's written by a 12-year-old high school newspaper and talking about, you know, Drake or J-Lo, um, the aim isn't the article. It's to get you to that page so they can sell ad revenue. So it, It's clickbait, man. It's totally clickbait. So the, the object isn't to inform you. It's not about yeah. giving you a good product. Because, you know, yeah. we, we crave quality. I, I ins- rigorously inspect my quality. How would you think about it? Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what this person wore yesterday will blow your mind. <laughs> so we, Yeah, so we put this in context. Is is that we, if it's free, we're, we're perfectly willing to shed um, 
except poor quality. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that we're using free, so poor quality things to influence our view on the world around us. And we saw this, yeah. this extends into the election, the election meddling. All those free articles and all the, the polarizing posts on Facebook, fake yeah. news articles, because that, that was real. You know, I don't agree with Trump too often, but there is a lot of fake news out there. Um, there is, and there's definitely, um, there's state-sponsored um, attackers. Like, they're, these guys are, are willing to influence entire democracies uh, within the West just to get their way. Yeah, totally. And, and they get praise and accolades based on misinformation. These guys get paid Chris, on how crappy the information is. Isn't Chris, look at, look at Huawei. Huawei is a perfect example of that whole thing. What part? Well, like, okay, so that was that lady who got arrested, right? Yeah, bang. Um, so, so I'm not sure on the details, and I don't know how far, how far down this. If we need to, if we need to, uh, you know, have a a reexamination of this part of the podcast, but, and I'm not sure how exactly. Uh, the total details of the information, but with Huawei, I mean, are they not? Sponsored by the Chinese government? Are they're, they owned not? By, they're, they're owned by the Chinese government. That's they're owned still, by the Chinese government. Okay, so... Remember, they're still a communist regime. Yeah, like, didn't they have a hand in the destruction of some other companies because they basically took their technologies and copied it and undercut them, their their prices and that kind of stuff? And there was other shit that they were doing, too. No. They, Nort, oh, okay. Nort, Nortel... Canadian company Nortel, Nortel okay, did a right, bunch yeah. of research, had really crappy security, and Huawei took their patents and then sold the devices based on their uh, Nortel's patents. Nortel wow. didn't fight, fight very well, and it didn't end well for them. So we just we Canadians, one of our premier institutions, you know, global influence, but because we had crappy security. Yeah. Poof. Unreal. Poof. See, that's a here, here's here's something about Huawei that I go okay. So we just arrested that uh this the was it chief financial officer? Yeah, Is she, that was who CF, she was CF, CFO and so, the daughter of the founder. Wow. <laughs> so we just arrested her in order to hand her over to the Americans. That was the idea? We as in the country of Canada. Yes, yes. So, here's here's a question for you. Why the fuck is Bell Media still advertising for Huawei products during Hockey Night in Canada? Uh, contracts? And they haven't been kicked out of Canada yet? So, a lot, of countries have, uh, a lot of countries have banned their products. Mainly because they steal everybody else's crap. And they um, sh- as well they should. Shouldn't, shouldn't a company like Bell be more responsible and say, hey... We don't know exactly what it is you're being accused of, but we don't want any part of it, so we are taking our business elsewhere. Contract be damned. Yeah, but it's things that's in, a, in that's, that's a quote I took from Batman. Uh, <laughs> there's, I think there's more to it than that. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, we like cheap stuff. We like free stuff. Don't you like free stuff? Well, guess what? You give up, nothing's for free. And well, you have the fig- culture, and you have to figure out what you're giving up for. In this case, 
they don't run in ethical situations. They've proven themselves yeah. unethical. And the yeah. things that she got picked up for was basi- was avoiding sanctions they had on Iran. Yeah. And they what they did is they bought a, a third-party company and started funding uh, cycling technologies through there to, so they could sell it to uh, wow. ban regimes. So this is these are not trivial um, accusations. <clears throat> yeah. So what are we giving up here? Um, a lot, really, a lot. So once you have a, remember I told you right in the beginning is that if you own this tower, you own the mobile devices on it. So yeah. That, so what you this own means, the mobile devices on it. How do you mean? Like you, they you technologically own. So what happens? Okay, so is you, you can like slave them or something. I, I don't you, know. You control I, I'm just you, you can up control words. them. <laughs> yeah, no, you can control them, right? You can okay. change all the parameters on them. You have basically administer ac- administrator access to it. Mm. Um, so keep in mind what's at stake here. And when we start trying to be more and more security savvy, hopefully by the end of this you will be. Yeah. You know, cheap isn't better. Okay. Well, here's the, here's the thing that I'm starting to gather from all of this is that we got to stop thinking about it in terms of money. In terms of nothing is free, right? Stop th- thinking it in terms of like dollars and cents. Think of it in terms of what is it you're actually giving up, right? You're giving up. Okay, if you want to attach a dollar amount to it, you're giving up financial freedom long term. You're I, I, giving up. I would say that personal freedom long term. So yes and no. So you're trading something that would be normally cost money for them to get for free yeah. or for a trivial little widget. Something that you yeah. didn't really have a perceived value. It's almost like you put your soul on the gra- uh, on a grad cell and said, I want two pence. Um, so really, you're, getting, you're selling the, the things that you value the most of who you are at the same time, exposing yourself to financial risk. So yeah. can we quantify risk? We do it all the time. So, what are you willing to give up? If you have nothing, well, guess what? It's really hard to lose anything. And these state actors, like North Korea, China, Russia, they have time on their hands. So, they're going to take all your, all your data right now and figure out who you are and where you're going. And then they're going to hit you what you least expected. Yeah. You may not think of it now... Um, most of us try not to think of the mistakes we made when our tw- in our twenties, um, but they, they they remember. It's almost like Jesus Christ became a, a technological god, um, and he keeps a record of everything that you've done. Yeah, because <laughs> um, there's a reckoning that these happen, and unfortunately, the internet god is not very forgiving. So, especially if you send uh, uh, pictures of your genitalia. Um, yeah, that's kind of messed up. <laughs> right? Yeah. The internet always remembers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well. you know, life, life according to whiskey here, like, you know, it's, if you're going to at least invest in one news source that you can trust. Well, I mean, we've been talking all about doom and gloom, and I'm... I'm I'm appropriately scared shitless again. Thank you for that. But uh, I mean, 
there's got to be something that people can do. What what are some of the things that people can do? I mean, off the top of my head, you can start with your personal behavior and what you're doing. Like, first of all, when a Facebook post comes up and starts saying, hey, send us a picture of you 10 years ago and now upload a picture of you now. Like, don't do that shit. Like, let's start with that. Avoid posting. On, avoid Facebook if you can. Yeah, just That's avoid it. Like, if you're going to do anything, just, like, if you really want, must connect with other people, um, start fake names, uh, have a podcast like we did, and uh, and then you can talk about this shit all, you, all day long. <laughs> well, no, no. It, there's, there's, no, there's, you know, the security is only one level deep. You can, right. you can make it a little bit harder. And every time you add a layer of, of security, you make it a little bit, of hard, a little bit harder for someone to take stuff from you. So, I, what I do you mean by like layers of security, like just passwords and that kind of shit? Comple- more complex passwords, you know, identities, uh, restricted profile, um, how you post, who you post to, who you sorry, <laughs> who you subscribe to. That all matters. And then you you just if you can just avoid it. Honestly, yeah. avoid the whole thing. Because clean Facebook up is not a print, maybe. Facebook's not a friend department. If you're fucking lonely, go and get some friends. Um, yeah, go outside. Yeah, get for, some fresh air. Your body will <laughs> the, your body will thank you. Well, here's a here's an interesting thing that I I heard the other day um, was about just like passwords, um, like just the passwords that you have and that kind of stuff. I mean, most people. Um, They'll just take something that is relevant to them. They'll create a password around it. Like, I think we got, like, an infographic that I can share on Facebook here. Um, and uh, and the idea is that it's, it's all based off of math. So a computer can take something like the example that it shows here. It shows Troubadour 3, and, uh, and it's got, like, uh, non gibberish base word it's it explains and it start it's like capital T small R zero U B four D O R and then it has like an and symbol and a three. Um just to like to cover all the bases like s- special characters, numbers, capital letters, all that kind of stuff. And a lot of people might look at that and say that looks like it's a pretty good password. But according to this infographic it says it's a it's actually a very weak um, it's a very weak password. It's it's a plausible attack on a weak uh, remote web service, and it says uh, if a computer can um, figure out what the password is at like say a thousand guesses per second, it would take it about three days to guess your password. So, and then a you're million, trying to figure out million. okay, what was it the <laughs> password that I was actually sorry? Go ahead. A million per second. So a million per second. So even shorter. Oh yes, remember the, the, like within so, minutes. Within minutes, they could figure out. Yeah. The only thing preventing yeah. them from doing it uh, at a faster pace is because often they have timeouts when you get the password wrong. Mm-hmm. One one example of something that might be a little bit harder is trying to shove random common words and rearranging the letters, and you just have to, you know, obviously you got to be able to. Uh, memorize play a memory game with the words but you have it's kind of have random words that don't have association with each other can i can i interrupt and, and it says approximately 44 bits of entropy so no listen at, at, at hey, a thousand hey, hey. guesses per second it can take 550 years uh, to to guess that password 
eyes shorter. I, they say all these. I know, I know. At better. a million guesses per second, you're saying. You know, it, but it, I, I, I get. At a brute force attack, and then if you have multiple IP addresses, it doesn't matter. Right. It, yeah. it, it, it honestly, it doesn't matter. It, it, you but need, it also. You need to have one that you can't guess, and you need to have at least uh, twelve to sixteen characters. I right. think for a good good password. Um, but even then, if you spend too much time doing it, then you're not going to use it. You're more likely to forget it. I purposely yep. just get a new password every month on most things. So I just forget it. I, to me, passwords are almost one-time use. <laughs> but, yeah. Interesting. It says, uh, through 20 years of effort, we successfully trained everyone to use passwords that are hard for humans to remember, but easy for computers to guess. <laughs> yep. I mean, I had an argument, disagree, disagree with another security, uh, social, uh, not social, but um, internet security expert, and he was just saying like we need to have more, uh, more complex letters in inside the string. I, said, I looked at him. I said, I'm an electrical engineer. I don't care if it's Octothorpe. I just scroll through the characters when I'm doing a brute yeah. force attack. So mm, it's all the same to me. <laughs> um. But actually, I'm I'm going back a little bit on. Uh, sorry, I'm switching gears here a little bit. I'm going back a little bit on uh, on what we were talking about earlier. There was something I kept hearing about was uh, social engineering. You do you have any? Um, I, I know you've got something to say about that because there's a lot of a lot of stuff that happens uh, with like how how attacks are take are carried out, and a lot of the time. It has less to do with the the technology itself and more to do with with the human the human component the human element. I can design the most perfect security system. I'll put it in a dark room. I'll put it in a safe and I get, turn out the lights and I'll have a roving patrol. No one will get at my information. But it's the point when we want to share and access that data where it becomes valuable, isn't it? Um, it's almost like the cat the, the the honey cache, you know. It, you, you can take a garbage bag full of cash and bury it somewhere, but it's only when you actually pull it up where it becomes at risk. Um, hmm. So and they say, like, if you look at the statistics, you say there's a powerful CEO of a company. Well, and we're going to train him to, to follow all the security rules because it's, he's important. Well, often this, the administrative, administrative assistant's got very high access. And sits right next to him. So the hmm. most vulnerable per- person in the kill chain, or the cyber kill chain, is her. What yeah. does she do? When her computer com- becomes compromised, what happens? And often they're like the old... Well, ones. you got to think about, like, he or she who's doing that 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 kind of admin assistant or whatever. <laughs> like, they have calendars. They have... Uh, act, they, they've, they've got scheduling. they got all kinds of stuff. So they, they're literally the... The leverage point for for that CEO and Outlook, it's they have the ability to send on behalf of. Yeah, that's a lot of power there, and you know, often they are often forgotten in training because they're not part of the executive. Mm-hmm. So, 
social engineering is a big piece of who you are. And, you know, she probably has a Facebook page with, you know, pretty cats. I'm just general over generalizing here. <laughs> totally. You sexist and ageist son of a bitch. You know, uh, I know, I know a lot of computer pro- programmers that all they do is take picture of cats. Maybe it's because they can't get <laughs> the P word anywhere else. But, um, <laughs> um, yeah. So, you, well, so where's going with this? You, you got to see that, like, so the, they can engineer what they do, how they interact, and start guessing passwords to get in. And you, for a lot of these people, you just need a little bit of access to their their desk, and you can see the password written somewhere. Um, yeah. And as soon as you have physical access to the terminal, well, the game's over. It's no longer a challenge. Um, yeah, yeah. It's listen, computers. Just treat uh, computers like dirty toilets when it, with your information. Like, <laughs> you, you know what has to go in there, but uh, there's a way to do it that you're not going to get yourself compromised. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how it, how an analogy like that applies to, like, how, how does wiping my ass <laughs> well, they call apply it... to safe safe phone usage <laughs> well don't install apps you're not unfamiliar unfamiliar with sanitize your memory sticks before you put them in a network i mean don't put usually... stuff up your butt got it no no <laughs> virus scanners everywhere you know wash or clean off and you know scrub those memory sticks um do yeah. virus updates good information hygiene um you know, uh, store stuff on a server where it can be monitored and, and have good uh, custodial staff to look after it. Um, be prepared to lose your computer. Most people forget that part. Your computer should be disposable. If you store everything on that computer, you're a fool. Because hmm. it, it is disposable. It's, it should be acted almost like a thin client where there's limited hard drive space. And then you just do work there and upload it somewhere else. Um, what about stuff like cloud storage? Isn't that like I'm very wary of that? Well, you, you may not believe in the cloud, but the cloud believes in you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know, that's where we upload our um, Dropboxes. So Google Google is a cloud storage. OneDrive is a cloud storage. Yeah, I know. Apple's another, but but is. They are totally data, data mining the fuck out of your data. Totally. Oh, they're, for sure. They're I, looking, I know that. They're selling how you're doing it, where you're doing it, with what tools are you using it with, how long you're, you're editing it, right. what languages you're working in, what the topic yeah. is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's there. Again, what are you prepared to give up? Give up? Are you willing to give it to Microsoft, who's looking to develop better products and sell pieces to you? Or do you sell it you know, to... to Google, which has a big ad revenue service, or Apple, or Apple who is basically riding off the coattails of a dead man. <laughs> well, that's a different story. But you, you start seeing, <laughs> you start seeing like you got everybody should be paranoid about internet security. Okay, we take the time to lock our windows and our doors at night. <laughs> okay, yeah, but we're so willing just to open up a port and let the boogeyman into your computer. We, mm-hmm. And you know what? If you have an attacker goes in your house and you survive it, the odds of them coming back are slim to none. 
But if you open up a port in your computer, he is not leaving. He's like a, a house mouse or a little mouse inside. Well, he can he can come and go as he pleases. And yeah, he'll just they'll just leave shit there, running automatically in the background while they come and 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 tell you how nice your house is. <laughs> yeah, and they're gonna sell all those photos of you in your underwear when you're trying to do that fitness program. You know, it's <laughs> something sells personal there. <laughs> Well, no, but these are true. I'm not actually making these up. This is this is real stuff. It happens. Oh yeah, people. Yeah. Hackers will go into a computer. If you're a pretty girl, they'll sell that photo to a different forum. They do it all the time. Yeah, and, you know, you're just like human trafficking. There's a personal information trafficking market for it. Yeah. So if you, yeah, they want your information because they can do shit stuff with it. And the more complete it is, the more they can become you. It doesn't matter how crappy your life is, they can they they can take stuff from you. Um, yeah. The question is, are you willing to give them an, the opportunity to do it? Hmm. <sighs> is there anything else we could cover? I mean, there's are there applications? I know there's a couple applications that you could maybe get for your computer. I know there's one in particular that uh, a friend of mine uses. He showed me. It's called uh, uh, NoScript. You ever heard of that one? Yeah, there's different. So there's different scripting utilities. Uh, the main thing is that if you turn <laughs> turn off your location devices, you bribe, uh, you uh, you browse in privately, or you have a, a browser that doesn't record any cookies. Yeah, by default, anytime an application asks to use your <laughs> Your location services or anything like that, like your camera or your microphone, scrutinize that shit heavily. Like, why do you need to use that? I mean, if you're a, and, and don't forget, like your GPS chip, it never gets deactivated in your phone. You can turn off location services all you like, but that baseline chip or whatever, it's that's always on. It's always running. So, so I mean, there's maybe we could go a way to protect yourself. So yeah, that's that that's important. Invest in a good router. And a good firewall, because I could talk about zombies and denial of service attacks, where you could unwittingly in, be involved in a denial of service attack. Because like when, you when, mean like DDoSing? DDoSing. So what happens is they install malware on your computer, and then when you're not looking, they're going to use your computer to do a distributed denial of service attack. So they get a bunch oh, of zombies, Jesus. a whole bo- zombies. Oh my mil- god! So millions and millions of machines, and they go attack. They start getting you to attack a target. And it's just oh, small. so they overwhelm your IP address. You're, they use, they uh, ping well, you like yeah, so right. much that your your whole your network shuts down. So many computers right? to one, the the server on the other end can't right. ha- handle it. Wow. So you could be unwittingly part of a cyber attack, and not even know it. My advice is, you know, these convenient devices in your house, like the plugs, the robots, the um, Google Home. Well, you know what? Yeah. Understand that you're giving up something for this to happen. Okay? And you need to be yeah. prepared to give it up. So once you... My wife has the iRobot. So realize that when it maps your house, now your house layout is now available on the internet. They know who's there, how many people are there, how dirty it is. And there's, yeah. it's, it's all there. Your layout is there. Like there was that um, there was that thing in the, in the news a while back about 
um, you know how people will put uh, those like little stick figure pictures on the back of their vehicle, and then um, I guess like you have a picture of the mom and the dad and all the kids and a dog or something like that. Or there's a mom and uh, space, and, and, people and then the that, kids. People exploited that as a way to like, okay, we know that they got kids, and then they would go and target kids within the household through through social media means or whatever, and you get like fucking pedophiles and stuff getting in there. Um, and, and basically, you know, I don't know how far, I I don't know how far I want to go into that topic, but like, there's some, there's some fucked up shit that happens. You're exposing your vulnerabilities. And like I said, you could have a mom and then a space and then the kids because the mom got the van. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, like, so all these things, and then you get devices like little plugs that turn on, you can turn them on and off your phone. Well, those devices sit there and monitor your network. The, wow. the, you don't control where these things come from. You, you think that, oh, it, it was built with the purest of, in, uh, of intent. You know what? No, they weren't. To, sell, to celebrate artificial intelligence and all that stuff. It's like, we don't know what this fucking thing is. And we don't know who's who could be behind the curtain to like really use it for, for something that could really... Like just completely screw your life up, and then the, and on top of that, like the designer may have one one intent. When the builder went to do it, he might have added a couple of things. Yeah, you you don't know. So yeah. my my advice is if if you don't need it, don't do it, don't buy it. Your life will probably be somewhat richer for it. But it like if the engineer for the Death Star could put in a flaw for it, then somebody could do that for your Alexa. <laughs> but I. I mean, I'm not perfect either. I mean, I got a, a little girl and I got a wife, and they love their conveniences. So, um, mm. but I, ironically, I live pretty well off the grid, <laughs> and I have Google Home. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, there, there's a different things you could do, but like I said, buy a good router. Um, don't pirate stuff. Avoid the sites. You know, we don't travel through the back alleys where all the prostitutes are. You shouldn't hang. You know. You shouldn't hang out there because why? It in, it induces some element of danger in your life that you just don't need. Yeah. Mm. Don't become a target. Pay for content. Yeah. 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 And if you're if you're if you're and understand it's like if it was you creating content, wouldn't you want to be paid? You gotta understand there's another human on the other end of that transaction. Except for us. We like, do this, we do this altruistically. <laughs> well, we do do this. We also do it well, we're kind of selfish about it too. We we do it because we enjoy it. But you know, should the day ever come where we ever, you know, get popular enough, this would be, you know, that that might change. Who knows? I'm speculating. <laughs> so I, I think we should wrap it up there. Um, yeah. So the main thing is, if it's free, figure out what you're trading to get it. And mm-hmm. some prices are just too high. So uh, I'm Whiskey. And I'm Rocks. Have a good week. Hey, everybody. Rocks here. I just want to take another moment of your time and shamelessly ask that you like and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your weekly dose of Whiskey and Rocks. We're currently on iTunes. We're now officially on the Google Play Store. Uh, We're on Stitcher and YouTube, and we're continuously looking for more ways to expand. As well, you can help us out even more if you write us a review on Facebook, tell all your friends, and even get involved in the conversation. Thanks again for listening, and stay tuned for more 320 Club.